Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, the Chief of Customs and Border Patrol told Congress an immigrant's HIV-positive status is enough to justify family separations at the border. A 90s child actor made an AIDS joke on Twitter, and no one laughed. George Michael's ex trashed the deceased pop star's mansion, and a major LGBTQ news website is closing its doors. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. As President Trump continues to praise his administration's plan to beat the HIV epidemic by 2030, a top Trump administration official says an immigrant's HIV status is enough to justify family separations at the border. Brian Hastings, chief of Customs and Border Patrol, made the remarks during a House Judiciary Committee oversight hearing last week during questioning from Congressman Jamie Raskin of Maryland. When Raskin asked the official if a mother or father having HIV-positive status is alone enough to justify separation from their child, Hastings affirmed that that was the case. He said, it's because it's communicable disease under the guidance. Congressman Raskin asked why should HIV considered a communicable disease when it's not communicable by contact. Hastings simply replied, that's the guidance we follow. The Maryland Democrat asked whether that policy is from Customs and Border Patrol legal counsel or another source, but Hastings said he isn't certain. He said, I'm not sure if it came from legal counsel, but I believe that it is defined as a communicable disease. When Raskin asked Hastings whether he had a list of communicable diseases, the Customs and Border Patrol official said he didn't have that information readily available. But the next exchange shows a discrepancy in the way Custom and Border Patrol handles immigration among those people who have HIV. Congressman Raskin pointed out that the flu is communicable and asked would we separate parents from their kids if a mom or dad had the flu. Hastings replied, we're not doing that, sir. The Trump administration has been widely criticized for separating families at the border, which is seen as the result of its zero-tolerance immigration policy. Many observers have said the policy amounts to human rights violations in the United States. International pop star George Michael was reportedly worth $98 million when he died at age 53 on Christmas Day in 2016. Last month, it was reported that his estate was finally being divided and that his boyfriend, Fadi Fawaz, was not getting a single penny from his massive fortune. Now, It appears he's gone somewhat berserk. Fawaz, who met Michael in 2011, has been squatting in the singer's $5 million house in London since his untimely death two and a half years ago, refusing to vacate the property despite repeated requests from the family. Now, he's reportedly smashed the entire place to pieces. Neighbors called police earlier last week 
when they heard crashing noises from inside the house and then spotted Fawaz standing half-naked on the roof as water gushed out of the front door. Fawaz was arrested on suspicion of aggravated criminal damage after allegedly trashing the home. One neighbor told the press, The damage inside the house is really bad. Every fixture and fitting, every door and window, everything George left in there, it's all completely destroyed. Even the toilets and sinks have been smashed. There's major damage to the walls and even the ceilings. This can't have happened in just one night. He must have been systematically smashing the place up for a long time. A police spokesman confirmed Fawaz had been arrested and that the damage to the property was, quote, extensive. Police were called on July 23rd at around 7 p.m. to report seeing a man on the roof of the home. Officers attending the report said the man was no longer on the roof but inside the address, which had extensive damage. One neighbor said, I don't know if he's on something, but he's lost his head. It's such a shame because George loved that place, and it used to be so beautiful. Earlier this month, Fawaz posted a bizarre video on Facebook showing his shadow flicking off the camera through a broken window on the property, along with the caption, What a nice day. All things come to an end. Twice? Last week, NBC announced that the upcoming season of the Will & Grace revival will be its last. The cancellation appears to have been a unified decision from the show's creative team. When the show, created by David Cohen and Max Muchnick, first appeared in 1998, it marked a new moment in LGBTQ visibility for mainstream audiences. The hit series ran for eight seasons and was revived in 2017 to much acclaim. But last week, Muchnick, Cohen, and executive producer David Barrows released this statement. We think of the Will & Grace revival episodes the way Karen Walker thinks of martinis. 51 is not enough. 53 is too many. That is why, after consulting with the cast, we have all decided this will be the final season of Will & Grace. We'll miss you guys. Brokeback Mountain came at a time when it was still socially acceptable, kinda sorta, to say, that's gay, when you were saying something was stupid. So you can imagine that when two straight Hollywood actors had graphic gay sex on screen, there was an endless number of jokes about the film that followed. In a recent interview with Sunday Today, Jake Gyllenhaal says that his co-star Heath Ledger, who died in 2008, hated those jokes. Speaking about the film that, quote, opened tons of doors and defined his career, Gyllenhaal said that he's seen people who have joked with me or criticized me about lines I say in that movie, probably referring to the I wish I knew how to quit you line, which has become the defining line of the film and the inspiration for thousands of memes online. Gyllenhaal said the thing he loved about Ledger was that he would never joke about the film. Said Gyllenhaal, Someone wanted to make a joke about the story or whatever, and he was like, no, this is about love, like that's it. No. This is a level of focus and attention that hits a certain nerve, Gyllenhaal said, but the actor also realizes that the film was bigger than the actors who starred in it. He said, quote, it's become not ours anymore, it's the world's. In another recent interview, this time with GQ magazine, 
he addressed criticism that two straight actors had been cast in what would become iconic roles in queer cinema history. Jake said, I think we'd been cast for our essences without really understanding what our essences were. And that's outside of our sexuality. We're two straight guys cast in these roles, but who we are, who we were, director Ang Lee could see. And I don't know if I could. So when the movie had the response that it had, I don't think we recognized what Ang had seen in us, so we were blind at the profundity and the echo the movie made. He added, I don't think we ever had any idea it would have the impact that it had. To make a movie that even just works is a miracle. When it resonates beyond that, it's impossible. And it has nothing to do with you in the end. Just being in Brokeback Mountain, that's the feeling I have. I feel that deeply about it. It has nothing to do with me. It came to me. I was honored to be a part of it. And it is now everyone else's in a way that I can't even fathom. I'm sad to report that online LGBTQ news site Gay Star News has closed up shop. BBC News correspondent Ben Hunt tweeted the news saying that the staff had been informed of Gay Star News' closure via meetings before payday. As someone who writes in the LGBTQ news space every day, I will certainly miss Gay Star News, along with hundreds of thousands of others. It's one of my go-to sites I check every morning over coffee. Pink News CEO Benjamin Cohen tweeted, Sorry to read this. Good luck to staff for the future. And Darren Stiles, owner of the UK gay publication Attitude Magazine, tweeted his sadness and asked Gay Star News employees to check in with him, as he had some job openings saying, can save some jobs at least. Launched in January 2012, by 2015, Gaystar News reported that the site was attracting 5 million unique users per month and was listed in the top five LGBTQ news sites worldwide. Directors of the site said when they launched that the goal for Gaystar News was to become the first global 24-7 LGBTQ news site. In an article, they wrote, The gap in the market was most glaring with global reporting, particularly online. Gay, bi, and trans people worldwide are connecting more than ever, but there was no shared place they could go for quality news, information, and entertainment. And certainly, Gay Star News was that. You will be missed. My best thoughts to the staff. Former 90s kid actor Blake McIver has deleted every single one of his social media accounts after making an AIDS joke on Twitter. Last week, McIver tweeted, So... Pose is just glee with a viral load now? McIver was obviously referencing the recent musical episode of the acclaimed FX series Pose. Award-winning HIV blogger and longtime HIV-AIDS activist March S. King was quick to put McIver on blast. He wrote, I have HIV antibodies older than you, sir, and never in my life has punching down been hilarious or a good career move. Others were equally as outraged. One person wrote, Tasteless and tactless tweets. Get well. Another asked, What did you think was a good idea about making an AIDS joke tweet? And another wrote, Take this down. Absolutely not okay. McIver, who came out publicly in 2010, not only heeded that person's advice and deleted the tweet, but his entire Twitter profile. 
and his Instagram page and his Facebook account. He's effectively scrubbed the internet of his entire social media presence, which, let's be honest, is probably for the best. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.